Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting geese on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. What's up, Wes? What is up? How's, how's your Monday treating you? No complaints. I have zero complaints whatsoever. Just busy. It's nice. not really not a real complaint, but um I sent you a picture earlier. I, I just expanded my mat space here in uh here in my office, so I'm I'm pretty stoked on that. So um get an extra three feet. Three three that feet by lot. ten feet, it means a lot. Yeah. I can actually I was thinking about it today. I was like, man, like I could actually fit two 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 groups drilling in here mm-hmm. and you know, and with one group, one group could roll, uh, and have no space problems at all, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, but two, two groups could be drilling in here for sure and have, have, mm-hmm. have ample space. That's very similar to what I have. You've yeah. been on my mat. So yeah. Basically the same size. Yeah, man. There's think, plenty think of space. I think 14 by 10. Yeah. It's a good amount yeah, of space. Yeah, once you can get it, yeah, once you can get past that 10 by 10, you can get a couple people. Yeah. Rolling at the same time in there if you wanted yeah. to. Just keep it tight. <clears throat> Don't even, go too crazy. E- even 10 by 10, man, I find that, you know, once you kind of get used to the size, like you can do pretty much everything you want, you know. Yeah. Um one you one got to be careful sweeping just, throwing people across the Onto somebody else. Yeah, that's the thing. Or you know, I don't have uh, wall mats yet, so um, you know, you bump into right. a wall or something. But if you're gonna launch, like, you know, I don't mind launching people. Just you got to just got to watch uh, what you're launching into. You know, so yeah. But now, you know, got a little bit extra extra space, so we're gonna keep getting after it. Yeah, it's always good to add mat space. Yeah, I'm pumped, and we just <laughs> we just bumped up our. Uh, our training group, our training pod by one, so we're up to three now. Might I'm hoping to add one more here pretty soon. Nice, and we'll have it'll be a nice, nice setup, consistent man. Consistent group, yeah, consistent group, and 
um, getting a lot of, a lot of rolls, man. Um, five, seven minute rounds, just like kind of shark, shark tank status. One, you know, one person out hopping in yep. one round. It's yeah, like, that, that's tough, dude. And we, we go for like an hour, sometimes hour and a half. And it's just, yeah, nonstop. It's nonstop. But a workout. Yeah. We get after it, man. It, the, the window, you, um, so I've got two windows, one on each side of the door, right when you walk in are the mats. And, um, by the time we're done, man, the, the, there's just, it's just sweat dripping down the, dripping down the windows. But it's neighbors awesome. wondering what's going on in there. Yeah, just a bunch of banging. Like we just we turn <laughs> neighbors. the neighbors. Yep, they just the, see the steam and banging. Yeah, they hear banging and see steam in the windows. Yep, they think you're a freak. Probably so. I told one of them I was <laughs> when I first start when I first got the mats. I was like, I just told I told him straight up. I was like, Hey, we're about to start running Fight Club over here. So if you see a you know if you hear us in here like with our music up loud and a bunch of banging. Yeah. It's perfectly normal that we're we're okay. We're just fighting. Yeah, we're just fighting. It's not a big deal. So uh, they thought that was funny, but I keep I keep razzing them now. Like, when are they going to come? When are they going to come join Fight Club? And there you go. They never, they never come over and join. And then I've got one neighbor. I'm sure she she's, uh, she's not a great neighbor. So I'm sure she uh, sits outside of her house and just seething it. Whatever, whatever we're doing inside, and just right. trying to call the cops on my people that are parked in front of her house. So yeah, oh, those are always fun neighbors to have. Yeah, she's the worst. What a nightmare! But training's going well, man. I think this is like NPS. I pulled the trigger on a uh, online training platform. Oh, nice. So uh, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped, man. Things are going really well as far as jujitsu for me. And everything else, really. So, good. No complaints. It uh, it snowed here in the valley today. I saw that. A I lot. saw that. Yeah, crazy. I didn't see any. It wasn't in my area, but a bunch of people on social media showing, you know, had videos of their home. There's there's legitimate snow. Yeah, crazy. And hail, a lot of hail in some parts of the valley. A lot of rain. Yeah, I heard you guys have been getting rain. a lot of rain. Just this last week, you know, a couple, a few days, but I think prior to the week it was, or 2020 was only 15 days of rain in in the valley, which was a, a, the lowest ever recorded. Hmm. <laughs> That's so nuts. That's not a lot. Like, no, so man. We're in a severe drought, basically. But uh, I guess over the next two or three weeks, Southern California and Northern Mexico and Arizona is supposed to get hit with a few storms. So That's good. Yeah, we need it. Last couple seasons, monsoon seasons there have been pretty nothing. Not not very active. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I lived I've lived here all my life, and it's gotten it's to the point where you're, there's really not even a monsoon. I mean, it used to be legit. You know, yeah. that whole month was you know storms and wind and dust and crazy stuff. But now it's just it's not. I don't even. It was non-existent this year. Honestly, I do not recall even having any major storms in the monsoon. So crazy. Crazy, man. Yeah. Whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is, you know, it sucks because the Valley really needs that rain. So, 
So I watched the fights over the weekend, the big fight. Did you McGregor. see all of them? Did you watch all I of did. it? I mm-hmm. did. Nice. Yep. I don't There's mean some to, good ones. I don't mean to uh, ask you to out yourself on air, but did you buy the card or did you not buy the card? Um, <laughs> uh, I didn't buy the card, but that was, because I was at my, that was because I was at my friend's house. <laughs> yeah. Wait for um, yeah, Dana White needs I, I to went over to, I went over to Nick's. I went over to my buddy okay. Nick's house. So um I think he bought it, to nice. be honest. But yeah. Um it was crazy. Good fight. Yeah, that McGregor fight. Um is he ever gonna be a champion again? Uh no. He's gatekeeper so. status now, huh? Uh, it's just, I don't know. He's, you know, I said it the other night. He's, he's definitely not the greatest champion, but he's the absolute greatest superstar the UFC's ever had, you know? Yeah. A superstar. He's just, uh, it's unparalleled what his status is right now. You know, such a worldwide phenomenon yeah, and so damn popular and rich. So, but you know. I've never, I've, I always held it in my, I always thought that he was what he was. He was a hype machine, you know, and don't get me wrong. He's very talented and he's beat a lot of guys, but he, a couple of times have, you know, he hasn't beaten the, the very best. You know what I mean? Yeah. Look at, if you look at Poye's last six, seven fights and oh, who dude. he's beat versus McGregor and who he's beat in his last 10. It's not even close. Like Poirier's got so much harder, tough. The best guys in the division, he's beaten them all. Yep. And you know, McGregor lost to Diaz. He lost to obviously Khabib, and now this. And it's like, but he's still a, a young enough man that he can still you know get better at. But he's got to keep. He's got to get better. No one knows how hard he's training. You know, the guy's yeah. got hundred million dollars in the bank. How motivated are you? I mean, to be honest. Yeah. You know, he looked to me, he looked crisp in the first round. He just looked sharp and like he always does. He was kind of, kind of measuring things, you know, but you know, he got clipped in that second round and it was really because of the leg kicks. Just, oh man. He, he took his leg his out. Leg and, yeah. I think it was just mentally bothering. Obviously it, that's got to just be such a mental distraction. You did know, you see after never, the did did you see the video of him after the fight walking out with the he had yeah. um a forearm crutch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, his leg Dude, was chopped up. It chopped up. Could barely could barely function. Like mm-hmm. so bad. So that that was yeah. I mean obviously that's changed the whole fight. He can't even he didn't I didn't he didn't throw in really many kicks, you know. So but I'm a I'm a huge Poirier fan and I just, he's such a scrapper, you know, you look at him in there and he's just kind of unorthodox and stuff, but he always gets it done. I mean, he's beat the best of the best. He's just a grinder. Yeah. Um, but so it was cool, you know, everyone went crazy when we, when he won and it's a great knockout, you know, and always, anytime you Connor gets knocked out, it's such a shocker to everyone, you know? Yeah. Especially the people that are not really in the know about the fight game. So Connor lost to Khabib and then he beat Cowboy, but Cowboy is just Yeah. He's just not on Connor's level at this no, time. I mean, not. he's a scrapper, but he's just 
he's at the very, very, very end of his career, if not exactly. should have already been retired. Yeah. You know, so um he if Connor fights again, he can't fight anybody that's a wrestler. You know, he's gonna have to pick strategically pick good opponents to make exciting fights. Yeah. Because Khabib just absolutely absolutely just destroyed oh, him. He like just, that, uh, yeah. To even talk about that fight again, it's gonna go the same way. You know, it's especially after this. This is another huge confidence hit. He's got a lot of building it, but you know, he says he's game to do it. He's got to. I mean, I asked the question to the, my buddies the other night. It's like, does a does a loss like this hurt more if you're in a position like that? You know, I mean, it's going to hurt everyone, but if you're just in that stratosphere of a superstar with the utmost confidence, probably the cockiest guy ever to walk the face of MMA. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what kind of hurdle is that to get over to try to bounce back on that one? You know, I mean, yeah. he's already had a huge slice of humble pie from Khabib, but this one to get knocked out. No, I don't think anybody's expecting that. Yeah, and it really does hurt the entire um it hurts all of the UFC because you know, you want to get on a card with a guy like that because he'll he'll help you make mm-hmm. money, you know, the more money. Yeah. So you know, when that draw is gone for him, I mean, it kind of it, it it affects the entire yeah. You yeah. it affects everybody else cuz so yeah, he you know they they kind of need him if they want their their cuts and their paychecks. Cause, I mean, those guys should mm-hmm. get paid more. You know, it's really sad that yeah, for sure they don't get paid more. And you have to try and almost attach your name to a guy like that to get. That's how it's become. That's how it's become. Yeah, yeah. I think that Reebok deal was a really bad thing for the UFC personally, but um, well. There's a lot to be said about all that, you know, yeah. they're a big business. And I, I actually, I mean, they need some uni- unionization. They need some, the, For fight, sure. the fighters need some support, a support system. I know they're trying to formulate something, but you're not going to win. That, what do you no. want to negotiate against these billionaire business people? Yeah. This is what they've done for 20 years now and they're good at it, you know, and they yep. know how to make money. I mean, that's a, that's a money making business, you know, and they pay them. It's it's peanuts compared to what they make. Yeah, and compared to other players and other sports, compared sure. to oh yeah. I know. mean, look. I mean, you can Name argue. A sport. <laughs> I, well, you can. The first one that comes to mind is boxing. I mean, you know, boxing's not. It's starting to become more relevant again. There's starting like yeah. there's a lot of just. There, there's a lot of really good boxers right now, mm-hmm. um, but the money in that sport, I mean, never really went away. Mm-hmm. And Connor is the perfect example. What goes over there and fights Mayweather, gets just toyed yeah. with. But he broke. I mean, the the check that he cashed from one boxing oh, yeah. match. I mean, that's probably more than what he makes in all of his UFC yeah. fights. Yeah. So. It's just different when you have a big organization running everything, you know, it's different. The UFC has a lot of overhead, so I get that. You know, they have a lot of employees. They're traveling everywhere, performance center, you know. Yeah. They move a whole team around the world to do these fights. It's not cheap, but 
boxing, it's all segregated, you know, it's individual promoters. So, and it's names, you know, you yep. got us with McGregor or with, uh, money may he's his own promoter. So he's, he's pulling in two, $300 million. And it's like, Hey, you want to fight me, McGregor? Here's another big name. Boom. They just keep all that money to themselves. Yeah. Completely different, but better for the, for the athlete, you know? The question is, is who gets paid more, you know, the journeyman MMA or the journeyman boxer? You know, it's like those people far down the line. And even boxing, if it's not the the car, the main card, the other the other fighters, they don't get it's not even in the in the in the zone of what the main guys get. Yeah. You know? And well, same even, with UFC, obviously. Even even uh the Poirier McGregor fight, you know, they were going to that fight basically was arranged on Twitter and they were going to do it outside of UFC. And Dana White was like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Let me put the, uh, did you see any of that? No, I didn't. Yeah. So, um, you know, Poirier wanted to fight him and they got going back and forth on Twitter yeah. and, um, you know, they weren't going to schedule the fight. They weren't going to schedule the fight for whatever reason. Dana didn't think it rated to be another fight scheduled and so yeah. they arranged to do a a fight themselves and mcgregor was going to promote it and make a bunch of donations i think the donations thing still still went through they made donations to each other's yeah. charities and stuff like that but they, that was going to be a part of their uh, right. promotion and then once it looked like it was actually going to happen then dana of course and the ufc guys come in and they're like well, we can't we can't allow this fight to happen nah. outside of UFC, so they just scheduled it. Wow! Yeah. So that's crazy. Yeah, it's. I don't know. They got they got to get something more. They they, they too do much, too much risk on your your life. I mean, you're literally risking your life and the your health for the rest of your life. You know, even if you make it out of there somewhat undamaged, you're going to have some type of it's going to be a rough road, you know, Dude, a lot that's, of these guys just ha end up having to go back and start their lives over, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's and, not, you know, even guys that have fought for many years, they just don't even have the, the they've been fighting all these years just to pay the basics, just to be able to afford to raise their family. It's not like they're making, you know, and I'm talking even got people making 50 and 50 or, you know, even if you're making a hundred thousand, that's probably a lot in the UFC, you know, and it's like you might get two fights a year. And by the time you're paying your trainers, I mean, no, it's not, man, you're not, yeah, that's not, it's not lucrative. No, and not at all. It's certainly not worth your, you know, your physical health, but also, I mean, your, your brain health counts too. That's what I was yeah. going to say, man, watching Connor get knocked out. I mean, yeah, it's exciting and people are screaming and yelling, but there's, you know, because he's got a little bit of brain damage. He's got some brain damage now, you know, that. like it's not, you know, that stuff is, <clears throat> that's, he just, he just got knocked out. Like, yeah, that yep. stuff is not, uh, it's not healthy. So what a yeah. What knockout too. Uh, what a knockout. That combination that he hits him with that small straight right going down too. It's just like, boom. He just hit him with three punches. It was like yep. beautiful. Yeah, man. Crazy. Yeah, man. I does jujitsu how, how how big does jujitsu get? 
I mean, we're starting to see professional ju- professional jujitsu where jujitsu athletes are starting to get money. Get paid. Yeah. 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 They get paid. Jordan Ryan, he gets paid a lot. Yeah. But he's not fighting all the time, you know. I think he's, uh, it's tough, you know. I mean, even these small, small promotions in jujitsu, it's not, they don't work, you know, where are they going to get all this money? They don't have, yeah. that. It's, they're not making UFC money. No, no, know? no. Yeah. Um, like a, a promotion like Fight to Win, you get, uh, you basically help sell tickets. So you get a, I know you get a portion of the ticket sales that you sell and then they pay you some kind of, you know, purse, whatever. I think there might be even bonuses and stuff, but it's not huge money. Some of the bigger, like there's a lot of organizations now that are paying like for pro, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know too much about it, but it's not in the hundreds of thousands. Not, for, yeah. not, not for the most part, you know, maybe the top tier level athletes, they might get a couple of big fights like that a year, in my opinion. Did you but, see uh, any of the fight to win stuff this weekend? I did not. I saw a clip of uh, just the cyborg dancing and after winning and then people criticizing him. And <laughs> just, yeah. Do you see there was a bunch of fights that broke out in the crowd? Yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. Seth posted all a bunch of his yeah, communications that. with that. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I would have seen. Yeah. There's a clip of it people online. Are, people like, Oh really? People want yeah. to post the video. Yeah, there's a clip yeah. of it, and I guess it's you know two of those kids. It's Seth. You know, they Seth jumps in the middle of it, breaks kind of breaks it up, and then gets on the mic and was like, "I mean, were he, they in the, the crowd? Yeah, they were in the crowd. It was like right after one of the teens. You know, one of the, some of the teens got a little chippy. Uh-huh, you know, okay. and uh, dude, they're they're teenagers and they're doing yeah. jujitsu, and I. I don't know if it was for a belt or what, but they got a little chippy. Nothing's nothing out of bounds, you know. No, it's gonna no, happen. It's gonna happen, you know. And they, um, you know, they're pushing on each other's faces and stuff like that. Whatever. But then I think it was two coaches from the team of each of got those involved. got yeah. They started getting, they got into it in the crowd, and then Seth gets on the mic and was like. I don't give a fuck who you are. Everybody sit down or I'm throwing everybody out. And then he's, then he gets on there and is like, these are teenagers, man. Act like adults. Yeah. And just like rips everybody. Man. I was, I was like, man, I just, <laughs> man. It's hard, you know, because of the environment and the atmosphere too. You know, you're not talking about an IBJJF tournament. Let's be real. Yeah. I get it. But I mean, you're amped up. It's fight to win. The lights are on. The the strobes are going. Yeah. People are pumped. The music's on. I mean, these, you know, it's not the necessarily the gentle art up there. Yeah. Per se. For sure. You know, people want people coming to win. Yeah, exactly. I've seen battles on that stage. I've seen dudes get thrown off that stage. For sure. Okay. Yep. I've been to all the ones here in Arizona. It's it's a wild time and they do a good job of, I mean, for the most part, people are cordial and, you know, and good winners and good losers. Right. I mean, it's in in the end, that's what the jujitsu community is about, but you know, shit gets out of control sometimes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it just does, you know, P- attitudes get up, you know, like you said, especially people start 
putting pans in your face and you yeah. know, the first one might've been unintentional, but the next one, maybe not. And you know, it's the heat of the battle. Yep. You get pumped up, but, uh, you, where it can't go bad is when it's in the stands and stuff. Yeah. And the coaches are, that's unacceptable. You know, if it's, yeah. a, if it's the guys competing, I can see it getting, it can get, it's not the first time he's probably had to, you know, there's probably been a couple guys on stage getting pissed off. In fact, I've seen it on that stage, you know, yep. but when it gets to the coaches and the crowds that can get real ugly fast, especially because those crowds are full of teams that yep. are very team oriented and sitting together. Uh, you know, you can get yeah, for sure. something breaks out and, and, and it's not just a bunch of thugs for the most part, the ones I've been to, there's families in there, you know, oh, yeah. there's young yeah. people, there's kids, there's mothers and. So, you know, act like that's what he's saying, you know, it's basically act your age, you know, grow up and. Yeah, I was, I, I thought what he said was, I thought it was pretty It's awesome. his show. It's, it's yeah. his show. And, you know, you don't set, like set an example. Exactly, man. Like, you know, the, the kids, uh, they, they were out there getting after it, you know, they were yeah. doing a good job. Uh, you know, neither one of the kids punched each other, but they were. They're doing jujitsu. They're, you know, it was, it was, yeah, but, uh, man, the, the coaches can't go at it after each other like that. Got to leave it out there. You know, you got to leave it on the mats and, you know, if you want to, you want another crack at the, at the belt, then you need to talk to Seth, but, uh, yeah. don't take it out in the stands, you know? So I just thought that was interesting. I was, I was pretty surprised that I guess there was a second fight that broke out in the hallway that Seth had to break up. I, I just, oh, that's probably I, sent him over the edge. Yeah. I think it was, it's, it's frustrating, man. Cause those guys put on, they put on a, they work hard. They put on a good show and, um, try and work hard to, to bring light to, uh, jujitsu yeah. to different. They've done a lot of that. Yeah, so there's not a uh, it probably there's probably not a, lo a lot of testosterone walking around at those events, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Are you talking about it's natural like, or otherwise too? Both, both, <laughs> just both. Yeah, both. Really, I mean, yeah. the point is, is you're at a fight, you know? Yeah, you know how it is. Like, it's like when you walk into a competition, you you might not be competing. You're helping. You, it's like right when you walk into the, it's like oh. You just feel it. If, yeah. Even if you're just coaching or, you know, you're going to watch somebody, you feel the energy, you know? Yeah. So it's that energy. It's like, you got to be, but you got to be able to control it, you know, and let it go when you're on the mat. But, uh, there's also alcohol served at those. So. Yeah. I think that probably has it's something a mix, to do with it. It's a it. mix of, yeah, you're going to get some of that. And he's probably lucky that he hasn't had more issues with yeah. so many people drinking and fights going on and. Yeah, the last two I went to a couple UFCs here in Phoenix, and both of them had fights in the stands. Yeah, <laughs> big ones. Dude, I used to. I think I might have told this story, maybe to you personally, or maybe on the podcast. I used to work. I used to bounce at a bar, and um, it was actually a nightclub, and there was already a lot of uh, at the time there was a lot of gang activity in the in the club, and it was like it was a night. It was a a nightclub and you like walk down and I mean, the walls are like painted, painted black. Right. So, I mean, it's just mm -hmm. like this really, it's a really dark environment and there was a lot of gang activity, a lot of drugs coming in and out of there. And we always knew like, like our security team always knew that after a UFC fight, there were always going to be 
problems in our, in our, yep. There's always going to be problems because everybody wants to come in there and, yeah. uh, be the next at the time. The, the hot fighters were like Tito Ortiz, Chuck Liddell, you know, all the, like that yeah, era, for sure. you know? So everybody was trying to throw those big overhand rights and like be the <laughs> next, like Chuck Liddell in the bar after yeah. about 47, you know, rum and Cokes. And it's just like, oh yep. gosh, dude, just. You guys are unbelievable. But I've we always it. knew there was going to be problems. So I was in uh I was in Vegas for Conor McGregor and Chad Mendez fight. You know, several years back. He was yeah. supposed to fight J- Jose Aldo. And I was a huge Jose Aldo fan and w- and he got hurt or something that year or before the fight. So Chad Mendez was like a replacement. And Dude, in Vegas, it I I'd never seen anything like I, I'd also been to um a fight there a couple of years previously, Anderson Silva versus Chael Sonnen in Vegas at the MGM. And that okay, so I thought I heard like a a a, a rowdy crowd during that. There's there was a lot of Brazilians for Anderson. This was in Anderson's peak. And if yeah. if you didn't follow MMA back then. People forget Anderson was for like ten years. Oh, yeah. He was untouchable. Yeah, like hey, he was a wizard in the octagon. He would just toy with people. Yeah, and um, it was crazy. Like so many Brazilian fans, and I was like, "Whoa!" I couldn't believe it. We're here in America, and it was literally more Brazilian fans, you know, in the in the center, and that was cool. But it was it was just interesting to see the the tempo of the crowd, and the it's just different, you know, yeah, different. Different vibe, okay. A couple fast forward a couple years later, I went and saw McGregor fight Mendez, and that was like a whole nother level. This was like at McGregor's peak; he's like peaking and just becoming the big superstar that he is. Like you look up and he's walk, you know, he walks out to like that Irish woman singing. You know, it's like a Mm -hmm. traditional song. You walk up, are you? we're sitting up and we look up in the rafters and you hear the song come on. And it's like out of like one of the rafters, like up in the corner of the building, it's like this platform comes out. It's like Sinead O'Connor. It's really her. She's like on this platform. She starts singing. It was in dude. It was, it was an amazing event. It was, it gives me chills right now. It was insane. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I was actually an anti Conor McGregor fan back then. Um, Dude, it was just so hyped, and that took it to another level. The Irish fans at that place were—I'm talking, you know the you know the soccer chants they do, da, 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 yeah, like, everywhere, everywhere the entire weekend. I'd be in this little remote bathroom at the bottom of Mandalay Bay or something. And there'd be like seven <laughs> Irish guys in there pushing each other and shut. I mean, it was everywhere. After the fight, um, we went out into the casino, and there was just mayhem. There was guys on top of the craps tables. There was Irish guys everywhere. They were on top no of the way. tables in Vegas. Yes. Yep. Just pushing and getting up there and celebrating. It was insane. And point is that night I saw a, a, at least a couple fights, like just fights breaking out everywhere. <laughs> Crazy drunken Irish people. Oh man. Insane atmosphere though. That that was crazy. I, I honestly, I'm part Irish, and after that trip, I was like, I hate Irish people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Not man. really, but I mean, I can say that because it's in my blood, but oh my God, dude, it was that crazy. Like just obnoxious, a lot of young, obnoxious, 20 something year old drunks, a lot, <laughs> thousands of them. And Jeez. he won that, you know, it was in charge. So these fights, you know, if you've ever been, if, I highly recommend if anyone's ever been to UFC, but if you can get to one of these, when they come back around and the crowds start coming back, these mega events in Vegas, dude, it's, it's surreal. Some of these, it's so cool. It's really cool experience. Yeah. I w I've been to one UFC event and I think it was, I think the main event was, it might've been John Jones versus Shogun. Okay. Uh, I think that was the event. It was in Denver. Um, it was a great time. Had a blast, yeah. you know? Um, yeah, they're fun. They, you get a kind of a better experience watching it on TV, but the energy when you go see it live yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Yeah. I, I 100% agree, man. So I, uh, I hope, I hope we get, uh, Hope we get more events like that soon, man. Ugh, tired of this. We'll see. We'll see, man. It, it it doesn't look all too promising, but I don't know. I think we're gonna get it to a point where everyone's just getting it, and it's like kind of like the flu type thing, you know. You gotta yeah. manage it with with vaccines. Some people are gonna get it, some aren't. Um, that's where we're at, you know. Yep. I, I know so many people around me that have had it. So many. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just everyone. It's like, it's, and it's real bad in Arizona, of course, allegedly. I have no idea. I don't pay attention to these things. I just try to keep myself safe, you know, and try to be smart about things and trying to just stay healthy. That's a big part is taking my vitamins and just doing what I can do, you know? You don't want your, immune system depleted and then something like this hits you too. And I don't know. Yeah. Just trying to get uh, in, in our family. We're just trying to, you know, the, the older folks in our family, my parents and stuff are all just lined up to get the vaccine. They're all going to get it and um, go from there. Yeah. I got an email today from, uh, it's from one of the travel. Uh, it's, it's from like a travel a discount travel mm -hmm. kind of thing. And they were talking about like, um, there's going to be like a slow opening and then everything's just going to open again. As far as travel talking about really? like having some sort of like vaccine passport. I don't know. That was his projection that it might go that direction. Um, if you want to travel internationally, you're just, you're going to have to have like a proof of a vaccine, you know? So, yeah. Um, I don't like that idea. Yeah. You can't make people get vaccines to try. Dude, Come on. I know. That's taking yeah, it's, that's it's, taking it's, a little bit too far. You know. Yep. Um I hope they don't do that. That's that'd be a terrible decision. Be be responsible in other ways, but you can't, you know, you can't force that. Because yep. it's just not right. It's not good for some people to take, to be honest. Um but we'll see. They already we'll have restrictions you. on, uh, I have an international trip planned in two months and starting what's today, starting tomorrow, any travel back into the United States, you have to have a negative COVID test within three days of arriving here. 
So that can be tricky. So that's going to be something I have to deal with. Mm. Basically, so when you come back, when you go to the airline, you have to present yourself, present them that you're negative. You've tested within the last 72 hours that you're negative. So let me get this straight. If you're going to a, a developing country, you have to find a facility mm-hmm. to get a COVID test. Yes. <laughs> it's lit. Yeah. And it starts tomorrow. Huh. Yeah. For all U.S. travel incoming. That's interesting. Because yeah, I mean, so. I, I like to go to developing countries. So, um, well, I'm going I, to Mexico. And in the parts, you know, I'm going to the Caribbean. And they do have, you know, I looked it up already and they have places that you can get the tests, but I don't know what the availability is. And so it's, it's just another thing you have to schedule. And then it's like, what happens if somebody tests positive? Going to have an extended beach vacation, I guess. <laughs> so that's, that's the most scary thing for oh, me dude. is to test positive and not be able to, although I'd love to stay there, I have responsibilities that I can't, you know. Yeah. Miss. And on top of that, if you test positive, it's, you know, you're, it's not like you have free reign. You're going to have free reign to just head on down to I the know. beach. You know, they're going to be, yeah. they're going to be hauling your ass off to quarantine <laughs> somewhere. I don't know. I'll say, um, I'll be quarantining on my beach condo, please. <laughs> my but, beach yeah. cabana. My, my lady's like, I'm, she's all for it. She's like, I hope I test positive. I get to stay for two more weeks. <laughs> 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 you can go back and run the business. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, one thing I've missed, uh, uh, during this whole COVID more than anything is spending time with my family. So, um, just my kids have been hunkered down doing their own thing. And, uh, man, we just, we've realized we're like, we got to get together as a family. And so we're taking the family to the beach. So we'll see how that goes. I'll report back or I, you know, I might not be doing a podcast for several weeks in a row. You'll know why. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, I got tested a couple of weeks ago. Um, I just got the rapid test and it was really convenient, but it was negative. But they, you know, they say, oh, there's a high likelihood that it's a false negative. It's like, I don't even know what to believe. You know, it's, yeah, I don't know. They're giving a ton of those antigen there. I think that's the antigen test. They're, they're doing, I don't know, hundreds of thousands of these things, millions of them. And then they say, well, they could be, it's just, it's tough. You know, it could be a, a false negative and it's like, ah, but I guess it's, it is what it is. It can only detect a certain thing, but yeah, I literally pulled up to this place and basically right at their front door, you just take a little kit, you go to your car and you do it yourself. You like swab. It was like a nose swab, hmm. put it in this little container, put it back in the bag and go drop it off in the other door. And then like within an hour, they call you and tell you. So they're out there, you know, they're doing them a lot. The tests are much more readily available now here in the Valley. Now it's the vaccine that people are running into shortages and stuff. So hopefully we can get it all working together and get through this shit. Yeah, man. I hope so. I know there's, I still see a lot of people not back training, you know, and I get it. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody's got their own circumstance, but, uh, you know, sooner we can get some sort of a plan. Want to get, help get the rest of those folks back training. Yeah. You know, cause it's so important. 
So um, it's uh, it's hard, you know. I understand. At some point, you have to just you obviously you have to weigh all the risks, yep. and weigh your situation because this could be the the real this could be a reality for another whole year, you know. Uh, and <laughs> look, people are you know we talk about this exact thing. Let's talk in terms of jujitsu. If you're not training right now, I completely understand why you're up in someone's grill. You, you're they're breathing on you. Yep. These last couple months, these few months that I've been back pretty much regularly i'm just like no offense to any of my training partners and i do the same damn thing but if someone's breathing on me or something it's like it's in the back of your mind you know sometimes or somebody really gives, gives you like a exhale and they're on yeah. you or whatever you're going hard you know yep there is sometimes i think about it but you know hopefully if at least people should not be going training if you have any type of symptom that's number one you know just be smart don't be fucking stupid and say oh I think it's allergies. It's allergy season. Yeah. You know how many times I've heard that and it ended up being COVID with people I know? Several. Yeah. Oh, it's just allergies. Go get a test. Oh, I'm, I'm positive. Yeah. So, you know, be smart about it. You know, that it's not probably just not something. <laughs> There's something major going around, you know? So that's the number one thing I think for jujitsu, especially if you're training, you just got to kind of take care of the other people. Yeah. Just really, I mean, and sometimes you're not going to, you're not going to know you have it. I know people that have had it and they're asymptomatic and you could be training. I don't know. Give it to someone. That's, I'm sure people have been asymptomatic and have trained. Yeah. At different gyms. I mean, obviously that's happened. Yep. Um, You don't know who you're passing it to. So I totally get it. It's a tough, tough thing to, to consider. However, and we've talked about just, you know, we've talked about getting your own pods like you're doing, keeping it. You got to do something because yep. look, in, in our state where I'm at, it's worse than ever. So that's what I tell people. It's like, okay, it's been almost a year and we're at the worst point now. What makes you think we're going to end this anytime soon? Yeah. You know, I'm with there's you, not going to be in, in four months from now, someone just saying, the governor is going to say, okay, it's all it's over. over now. Yeah. Everything is over. Thank you. Go back to your regular life. Not going to happen. So you're going to have to at some point weigh the risks and say, okay. And maybe that maybe that's a numbers game and you're, you're the type that looks at numbers and you're, you've been following the stats all around and you can actually use statistics and maybe that's your deal and that's fine. You know, okay. The numbers are only like this at this point. Maybe you're in. Maybe June comes around. You still now you're not training for over a year. Can you imagine a year? And at that point, would be a year and three months. Mm. You know, fifteen, sixteen months of not training. This is just in June, and we're not going to be beyond this by that time. Yeah, it's still going to be in the public. Those folks are those folks are out there. I see it online all all the time. Like I, I was. I see it a lot too. I, I was just, I just saw somebody the other day. Who was like, I have not been to the gym since March. I mean, we're coming up quick to March. Yeah. You know, I mean, dude, like, we got to make it happen, you know, like some way or another. Like, you know, if you get a pod, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Pick something, and it's but not don't just because be sedentary. You, yeah. That's it. Exactly. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Got to do something. 
even if it's some other type of exercise. But in yeah. jujitsu speaking, obviously we we're sitting here thinking because we both feel strongly about this that it's kind of a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It is a lifestyle, and just if your lifestyle was running solo by yourself, it's no matter what the lifestyle is, you don't want to just stop it because of something. Yeah, that's to me that's not ex- that's hard to do. You know what I mean? You're stopping. You're losing 15 months of progress. You're losing the skills you did have. You know the the time with your friends, your mental health, all of these different issues, and it's like. You got to consider that too when you're weighing things in, you know? Yeah. And I just think that's important because jujitsu is obviously it's a lot dif- more difficult because you're right up in someone's face. But what if this thing is going to last for a couple of years? Is it worth stopping jujitsu or the, take jujitsu out of it? Is it worth stopping your passion for something and your lifestyle? I don't know. But I would, I would find some other way to do it. Like, yeah, even if it's another one person, find Absolutely. another person that's find in your one, exact boat, and 100%. you guys certify and get tested every week. Go get tested every week. You can yep. get free testing now, actually, in a lot of places. Yep. Um, do it that way. You know, uh, to me, I just because I don't see it ending. I think this is going to be our reality for a while. I think it at is least the next for a while. I know. I think it's at least this next year. Oh, for sure. A hundred percent. We're in the worst spot we've been in. America yeah. is in the worst position. So it's not getting better at all. It's actually yeah. getting worse. And they say there's going to be another peak around this time next year, like the fall time, another one, because that's just how viruses work. These are experts that have studied viruses, you know? Yeah. So. I don't know, man. I, I, it's, it's a scary one, though. You know, the, the media has scared people, and people are dying. Yeah, absolutely. But I mean, it's... people, not to make this whole thing back to the flu, but people die from the flu. You know, I just hate the fact that this has blown up. The flu, if someone had something against the flu, the media, if they could make money on it, they could do the same damn, the same they could treat it the same way they have with COVID and just make it all sound terrible. Every day there's a death from flu and they'd put it on CNN. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Not to say it's not as bad. Not to say, I'm saying not, not to say that COVID's not worse. Maybe COVID's worse. I, in, in fact, it's, I think it's more contagious COVID. Yeah, for sure. But people, a lot of people die from the flu every yeah. year. I just think they've, the scare part of it, they've scared so many people, healthy people into thinking that, it's it's and it, the facts just aren't there. Like, if you get it and you're young, you're vibrant, you're healthy, and I'm talking you're healthy, you have a good weight, your BMI is not jacked up, you're you're taking care of your body and yourself. Very low instance of death and yeah, and, yeah, for sure, and, and extreme sickness. Very yeah. very low. I mean, the numbers are out there, um, but you could be asymptomatic and then give it to someone who's not good. You know, it's just, yeah, that, that's, that, that's the tricky part. You know, like very my, tricky, my, so. my family's not in my, my family has some people not in great health. That's, that's what I worry about. You know, if, yeah, um, me too. you know, it's, it's more of, you know, I have a family member that is, I mean, both my parents just based on age are of high risk, just based on age alone. 
And then, you know, they, um, they have some other additional health things going on that put them, it, I mean, if I really believe if one, it particularly one of my family members, one of my parents got it, I, I don't know that they would bounce back. Yeah. That's um, scary. Yeah, it it is. And, you know, they're both. I'm in the same boat. And they're both going and getting a getting the vaccine, all that stuff. And that's the part that I think about is that, um, you know, the, the number, like the people who are healthy and vibrant and, and doing their thing, very low instance of death or serious illness. But man, when you start looking at, man, am, am I willing to, Am I willing to sacrifice my parents, you know, who are not mm-hmm. in great health, you know, and that's the, that's the part that kind of weighs on me and like my situation. Yeah. Cause I, like, I didn't go see my family for the holidays. Um, and my folks were pretty clear that they weren't super comfortable with me coming to visit them because yeah. numbers here in Colorado were super high at the time. And they were just like, look, this just isn't a great time. Like just stay, stay yeah. put, but I do want to go see them soon. So, you know, if I'm at the gym seeing, you know, training with 20 plus people a week or whatever that, you know, I'm just making up some number, but if you're at a gym, you know, I know there's 15, 20 people in class, right? Yeah. You get a handful of roles three times a week. You're looking at training with, you know, 15, bunch people. a bunch of different people, you know? Yeah. Um, and then I fly out and go see my folks. Well, shit, man. I just, that's, that's the, that's the part that, Mm -hmm. so with my situation now, I'm like, uh, I have two people in my training pod and they're both super, they kind of feel the same way. They're not super worried about it affecting them per se, but they don't want to, you know, they just have that similar kind of thought process. And so, you know, they're super, super, comfortable with the way we're doing things and they're taking everything super serious. So it just, it's, it's not that there, there's no risk and you know, like people, you know, people are going to go out and live their lives and do their yeah. stuff, but um, you're just it's, reducing the risk. It's reducing, it's a reduced, reducing risk. the risk. Yeah. And, and I personally it. feel a lot more, uh, a lot more open to going to see my family members and stuff. I want to go here in the next, couple weeks mm-hmm. and see my folks you know just because i didn't see him and i want to i want to see him and and i just i i feel right now so much more okay with that decision making yeah. process versus whether you know if i'm training with 20 people yeah. a week you know three times a week or whatever so i just feel a lot better about that decision than yeah than the alternative it's getting so. to a point where the testing is becoming more uh much more, even within the last two two months, like much more available. So, you know, if you have four people in your pod, have get tested every week or two. Yeah, you know, make it a pact, and then you'll be even more secure in your decision and more yeah. reducing the risks even more. That's doable. I mean, we're gonna have to make these concessions and change up the way we interact with people in some regard. You know, um, and it's it's to help. It's also to 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 take care of your training partner or take care of your loved one by you taking it you know what you are and then you can also watch out for others by not going around people you know 
It's not just, hey, did I get it from someone? It's what is my risk to expose others? You know? Yeah. So they need more testing. These te- you know, yeah. more testing and and people have to be willing to go to do a test, you know. And I paid for my test, but um the one that's I know a lot of the colleges here are giving you can drive through and do free testing now for like the three day one, which is a more uh you get a better better result accurate more accurate results. The PCR, I think it's called or something. Mm-hmm. Um it usually takes a couple two, three days to get the results, but it's much more reliable. Yep. But either way, I mean, we've talked about this before. I have a business, it's like there, I, it, we're not in this situation, but it, I could see, you know, especially not in Arizona because we're pretty open. But you know, if you're in California or something that they're really strict, it's like provide these businesses with tests and let them test a rapid, do a rapid test on someone yep. while they're waiting in line to go in the restaurant or yeah, whatever. don't shut the damn business down. Yeah, and you know, let them sit out. If the people want to wait for an hour test. What if you go to a busy restaurant here in the valley? You're waiting 45 minutes to an hour anyway to get a table. Yeah, you know, um, you could do this stuff, but it's just it's really been the whole management of it's been piss poor, to be honest, from the very top down. And that's yeah. com- that was completely evident with Trump. The whole thing was a complete debacle, a, ki- a complete debacle. I mean, that's it's very well known now. Like they didn't really even have much of a plan, you know, yeah. nationally. And we, we need some, some kind of plan, you know, we're fighting this enemy against everyone, you know, basically. And so I don't know, we're in such a hole now. It's who knows what, what you can do to get out of it. But I think you got to know where people stand first of all, and that's more testing. You got to understand yeah. what's going on in the population. Because you people like you and I, we're just running around like chickens with our head cut off. You know, we don't know. We're just trying <laughs> no. to do our best, dude. We're for trying sure, to do our man. best. I just we wear masks, you yeah. know, and it's like you're going through public, and there's other people that absolutely won't wear masks. I know. And so I've, you know, it's a mix of feelings and emotions and 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 thought processes, and people getting their information from different sources, and it's like, Jesus, I don't know, dude. And that's the thing, man. I don't care about people you know people are going back to gyms dude no problem no problem you know i'm just talking to the just talking about the folks who are have been off the mats for so long like uh i just man i i i know that when this when things started circling back again and that first shutdown happened and then things kind of opened up again and people started getting on the mats and then it shut down again. Like it just wasn't, I've said this before on this podcast. Like I, there was not, there was just not a chance that I was going to yeah. give that up again. Um, I just, for me, I realized how, how important jujitsu was. And it was, I just, I mean, I'll, I'll, I, I've talked about this before, like, uh, and it's a, it's a, it's a plug for down to roll, but, you know, we're. I was just gonna. I was just gonna tell you, ask you to explain. Yeah, uh, down we're, to roll. We're doing our damn best right now to get more and more people on it, um, and also we're trying to launch within the within this first quarter or possibly early next quarter, um, live coaching, where you're going to be able to, uh, if you, if you're in a training pod, you're going to be able to get have access to coaches. 
So that's you know, dope. It's going to be awesome. I mean, we all literally it's building like we want. I honestly, man, I think, I think that, um, this, the way that we're trying to go about it is, um, going to, I mean, my goal is to revolutionize the delivery of jujitsu. I want to bring it in. We, we literally all have cameras in our pockets. Yeah. Like coaches need to see you roll. We can do that with literally our devices in our pockets. Yeah. You know, a couple, like you have a training pod of three, you have three cameras or you have two cameras and a computer. Some, you know, there, so you can essentially set up, uh, three different camera angles on a tripod that is going to cost you 15 bucks on Amazon times three, 45 bucks. Everybody brings their own tripod training and you set them up and then you have your coach, you know, you have a computer screen, he can show the moves on the computer and then he'll be able to watch you and have three different angles of the way that you're doing the technique. He's going to be able to watch you roll. He's going to literally, I mean, you're going to get the, almost the exact same training. Uh, You will get the exact same training as you get into a gym in your freaking garage, you know? Um, That's great. I, I am just super fired. I'm getting fired up about it, obviously. Cause I'm, <laughs> I mean, cause honestly I'm super pumped about it. It's yeah. something I believe in because I'm sitting here like having, uh, you know, I lost my access to the gym. Um, yeah. You're when in I perfect, moved here. You're I, in the perfect position dude, to, I, this to is the problem I solved. Mm-hmm. This is the yeah. problem that, uh, the, the, uh, the person that I'm developing this, I mean, we solve, I, I mean, we want to help solve everybody else's problems, but, Dude, if mm-hmm. you can, we want to solve our own problems too. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I love just pick, the idea. I just think it's, you know, building. I, it's just, it's just, it's a, no, a new way to, to learn, you know, it's a yeah. different way to learn, you know, it's, it's evolving the, the sport and the, the martial art it's evolving with technology and too, you know, because this is just the beginning. We've talked about this before. Yeah. Where there's, there's going to be a virtual world eventually For sure. everything like we can't see it coming because we just can't envision it but probably in our lifetimes there'll be a there'll be a virtual world where you can get full-on training in a virtual setting i mean 100 agree i mean it's already, through your contacts that you're going to be wearing yeah yeah they do they do some of this stuff in the military and like we've talked you and i and offline have talked about yep. like they're doing some of this high-tech stuff that's in with what they can do with just virtual reality goggles is amazing already yeah. And that's all very new technology in terms of the bigger picture. But it's going to be just another, you know, and I, I like to say, obviously, if you have an academy, it's never going to be the same in terms of the vibe. You'll have a different vibe. You know, yeah. if your coach isn't in the room, it's going to be somewhat different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. You know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the person's right there as long as they are engaged both sides are engaged and maybe things are changed up a little bit. Maybe in my mind, the coach would have to pay even more attention or would pay more attention in this regard, because that's the whole point Dude, is for that sure. you have to actually watch the entire thing yep. where the coach isn't pulled away from doing something else, or the coach isn't looking at these two people rolling over here and then these two over here and they come back to you every minute or so whatever it might be, you know, you're going to have more focus on the event at hand. So I love that idea. And especially, especially 
for COVID, but also even after COVID, let's say the gyms open up full bore. And I've told you this before. I think, I think this is amazing for people that are in remote areas that don't have access to a gym. Yep. I agree. Like more, more than ever. I I'll be on like BJJ fanatics, Facebook page or something. I just, I, I read a lot of comments just to see. And f- obviously I, I like to get the kind of feel the temperature of athletes and jujitsu practitioners for both businesses. I have all businesses I have, I have a podcast. Yep. I want to be in the know um, with my apparel business. I'm always kind of looking to see what people are, what they like and what they don't like. And, but I've seen a lot of comments lately, literally people comment on like a Tom DeBlas post. I saw one yesterday. It's like, I want to train jujitsu so bad. And I just, in my mind, I'm doing it, you know, I'm just doing it for the last year in my mind. And I just, I can't wait to someday have an opportunity, but I don't have any, there's nowhere to train where I'm at. Yep. Yep. And then people come back on and they're like, where are you at? And, oh, there's this gym here. And it's like 70 miles away or something. It's like, yeah, that's not realistic, you know? No, it's It's, not. So this type of thing can be a huge game changer. I've told you that before, you know, for that particular reason, because that person I'm talking, they might be living in remote Wisconsin somewhere in some town of 2000 people in the upper peninsula. You know, it's like, there's no jujitsu there. I know. But you know what they might have? Two or three good buddies that work out together. Yeah. want to do something new and like the UFC or this or that. And this, the difference here is that there's, by the way, how do you think Gordon Ryan made all this money with his instructionals? Instructional, the instructional phenomenon is absolutely blowing up. Absolutely. Everywhere. Yep. There's networks, there's different, you know, you have just, there's so much out there and it's all available and a lot of it for free, but there, you can get great stuff if you're paying. The thing that they don't all have is that live interaction. Yep. That's, That's what it. you're missing if you're the the three guys in Wisconsin. You know, you don't yep. have somebody to bounce those back off. You're not going to be able to take a Tom Tom DeBlas instructional or whoever if you're one of these guys that like the guy that followed Tom, but you know he had his instructionals, but and he's trying to do it, but he doesn't really even know how to do jujitsu. You yep. can't do that. No, you can't. You got to start somewhere, and you got to have a coach that can literally walk, take you through it at a slow pace. Yeah, because that's what it is when you're starting out. One hundred percent, man. I'm excited for you to see where where it goes and well I I'm pumped and and from a business perspective man I mean you and I both agree but on this but man you know with the way the world is going man if people if you're business owners need to be building technology and leaving space for technology into all yeah. their products and if people are latched on to an old way of thinking and don't embrace the direction and technology with where we're going they're going to be left behind they're going to go out of business yeah. Yeah. You know, there's just no, and there's, there like, you, you can't even debate that. No. Like, you know, eventually I, everyone will. It, it's, and, it, and it's completely true. It's like the old, the old timey mom and pop store that didn't want to go away from the manual cash register. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. It's the same thing. I don't want that credit card machine. And look where we're at now. You yep. think you could do business with that? No. You have to have credit card access. There was a time when that was, you know, you had a little, little strip thing and you would have carbons and you would just, people don't even know that, but make literally make like a carbon copy of the credit card. Yeah. Those were in our, that was in my lifetime. So For sure. That's how these things are going to go too. And we already see that with the bigger, um, a lot of the bigger schools, especially they have online programs now. Yeah. So uh, there's an online training aspect because it's, they know, 
And they also know if they're a smart business person that that phone is in that person's pocket at all times. Yep. So you have direct access to that. Um, I tell a story like I remember when technology, <laughs> I feel like such an old man saying this, but when I used to work for SRP, I remember when technology really started coming around where we literally got, I worked, when I first started there, email was just coming around. Like the internet was just coming out. <laughs> so now Juno. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so long ago. I'm talking AOL. like 1997. It was AOL. It was AOL. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they used to like, for the first several years at my business, like the corporate, you know, the, the big business would consider those things like, oh, you can't do that. Only on your off time. You can't even get on the e email. You know, God forbid you went on a web page or something. It was like, oh. And, you know, guys would get, I, honestly, people are so stupid back then yeah. to technology. Like there'd be guys that get on porn at work and stuff. And they're just so dumb that they don't know that someone's going to catch them. You know, it's like, that's how yep. ancient this stuff was. Like it was yep. so new to people. Like guys couldn't even help themselves because before <laughs> the internet, <laughs> you didn't really have that access. But my point is, is like, so it was always like a taboo thing at a business. And I'm talking like the late nineties, like. You were there to work. You weren't there to look at your email, especially yeah. never get it. Like you wouldn't even think to get on a website. But by the time I left many, many years later, not only was it accepted, but it was also, here's a Blackberry. You could take this, you know, they would yeah, give them Blackberries out because you yeah. know what happened when people started getting Blackberries, they had that phone and they started answering their email at eight o'clock at night. Yep. And they would answer their you know, they would submit their work at six o'clock in the morning when they were at home. They were working more and businesses realized this. Yep. So that's, that's exactly what we're talking about here. They realized that the technology, it wasn't like, oh, that's a work phone. You shouldn't use that at home. It was like, go ahead. Yeah. They actually yeah. started expecting you because you had access to your BlackBerry. Your email was all right there. And for young people that are listening, BlackBerry was like, when that came out, it was like a they phone with shit. email on it. You could yep. get email on it, you know? So that that's that's what we're talking about here. The 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 reach of those things in your pocket, it's like you it's more than anything else. It's yep. it's always there with you. So why not contact if you're a business? And that's obviously that's why social media advertising and all those things are so huge now, because you can hit these people. You don't have to send them a letter in the mail and then they might open the mail on this specific day and only see it that one day. Now I can create it, that same ad and put yep. it on social media. And you're going to see it every damn time you open your phone. Yep. So same thing with training, same thing with technology and sports. That's how it's all, it's all coming that way. So I think you guys are on the cutting edge. Like I've told you before, I think it's, uh, I think it's just going to grow and grow. And what better time to grow it in a time than, in a time than need? Dude, it needs, need the jiu-jitsu right community needs us needs it really badly right now. You know, I, I believe, I'm I generally believe that. Yeah. So I, I do too. I um. Why don't Why don't we uh, wrap this one up by you giving the listeners another little kind of tell them what it's about and tell them how to get access to this and um, what 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 have you found that works and what's the easiest way to make contacts. So it's super simple. You go to www.downtoroll.com. It's really easy. Uh, you, it starts off by, uh, you know, you just fill out your name, email address. And actually, we just 
are starting to roll out an app. So it's going to, you're going to get an email. It's going to, you're going to get the app and that app, basically you'll put your location in there and then you'll have, you'll see the map right on your phone and you'll see people all around you. You can message them right there on the, on, on the, the map. So you just click on the user. There's a little button at the bottom that says uh, message user. Hit it. It's going to open another little window and you're going to be able to uh, to message them right there and set, start setting up your training, get to know some new people. Um, I mean, that's that's a, literally that's how I started my training group here. Uh, Do I they have... Some, um, go ahead. No, I, I, I saw some people around me that were pop, starting to pop up on the map and um, uh-huh. I just sent them, sent them a message, sent the first person a message and was like, hey man, you want to get some roles in? I got mats. Okay. Uh, that was my question is, do you, do you guys, uh, does it listed on your profile that you have a mat access? Yeah. yeah. So you, uh, you click, it has, um, a button. Yes or no. Do you have mats? And, um, mm-hmm. it kind of filters everything that way. So you'll see, do you have mats who needs mats? And, uh, nice. yeah. So it's, it's just all through messaging. Yeah. All through messaging. It's, um, you know, and you set see it up people, on your own. You're just you're just providing the the points of contact. Exactly. Basically. Yeah. So um, you're you you get filtered, you know, geographically. So um, you know, we're eventually going to be going live. So right now, my geographic location is set in Northern Colorado. If I went out to Arizona, I would open the app, put the area code that I'm in, and then I'd see the users there. So we're going to get that more. Oh, that's cool more interface to where it's like automatic and you can just open it up and it's, you know, your location services do yeah. all that, you know, it just automatically updates, but, um, yeah, it's, That'd it's super, cool. we're, we're, we're working to get it more and more streamlined. Um, you know, it's a process. You have to launch things, you know, you just want to get things out and keep improving yeah. it. So more than anything, we just want to get people back to training. If you're, so if you're, if you haven't trained in a while, Hey man, check out the map. See if there's people on there. Don www.downtoroll.com. Do they have a outside of your own pod? Uh, do you have a, a a way to get feedback? Have you heard some good feedback? What's the feedback? What are people saying? Are you have any consistent groups that you're aware of out there? I know that a lot of people are using it. Yeah, I know a lot of people are posting on Instagram their training uh pods and pictures of their training pods and tagging down okay, the roll cool. which is awesome. Okay. So I can um, follow down the tag down the roll and you yeah. can follow them just to see what's out there and see what's going on. Yeah. So um and if you're in a training pod, if you use down to roll, hey, give 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 them a give them a tag. Any, you know, that's that it's like our podcast, man. It's like that anything. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that stuff you gotta pops. grow it. You gotta let people know about it, you know? Yeah. So awesome, brother. Well, I think it's gonna be awesome and to see that thing grow and it's going to get bigger over time. I hope so. Yeah, it will for sure. All right, man. All right, buddy. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. We'll see all you have a good week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the road to black podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ physio contact Wes. He'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance, the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. 
Check out the latest styles, jujitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, rollunion.com. Follow on Instagram, at rollunion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.